Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the third episode of I Saw the Beatles. I'm Jennifer Vanderslice, and this week's guest is Harold Montgomery from California. Harold had the pleasure of seeing the Beatles in 1966 in Boston, and he's going to tell us all about that. But how are you doing, Harold? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a lovely sunny day here. Uh, Tell us a little Same bit about here. yourself. What do you do? Oh, um, uh, well, I'm retired. I've been retired for a while. And um, basically uh, just living large. Uh, we don't go – I don't go out uh, much, just make trips up to a certain town to get groceries or a doctor appointment, and that's about it. It yeah, really is. The... I, I, I live way out in the country. Oh, nice. In California, yes. too. Yeah, it's nice. all um, we're surrounded by great, great uh, vineyards. Oh, wonderful! Are you a wine drinker? <laughs> <laughs> but they nope, must be I'm beautiful. Not. Yes, it is. It's got we've got a million dollar view. Wonderful. So you saw the Beatles in August 1966. Do you remember what day that was? Yes. August 18th, 1966, Suffolk Downs Racetrack. Um, in, just outside Boston. Yeah, and it was a Thursday, wasn't it? If I'm correct, if I looked that up, I remember I, correctly. I, that part, that part, I don't, I don't remember what the what the date was of August 18th. But, but um, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I was looking through some some information about the show about the concert earlier before we got on the air. And I believe it was a Thursday and it kind of threw me, but I guess for August, you know, kids are out of school. I guess it didn't matter what day of the week. It wasn't like it was a school night. Um, So you were 17. Were you a senior at that time or were you just, had you just finished school? No, I was, I was a a senior. You were going into your senior year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, I had to, my mother actually is the one, she's the one who turned me on to the Beatles um, because um, on one day she came home from work and she's, uh, she said that she heard that um, this band from England was going to be on Ed Sullivan and um, didn't know who they were. And um, she says, will you watch the, the T show with me? And I said, yes. And uh, so, because uh, we, she and I were close, and um, so when the day came when they came on, I was so surprised because my mother's sit, sitting right next to me watching them watching them start singing, and um, she's singing along with them. And I just looked, at, turned my head and looked at her and says, "How do you know the songs?" And she goes, "My dear, I hear it every day on the radio going to work." So um, uh, actually, I, I that's when I fell in love with them. I thought Ringo Starr was the greatest, but within it. By the time uh, a week or so went by, I think I went. I, I was um, mostly interested in George Harrison's guitar playing. But, um, but anyways, the the concert uh, was uh, my mother bought the tickets for me, and nice. I was um, 
I was taken to Suffolk Downs from Springfield, Massachusetts, where I lived. And um, we uh, went on a Greyhound bus. There was two of us, two Greyhound buses with loaded with all fans. It was, a, it was a really nice trip. Everybody was singing Beatles songs on the way. When we got oh, nice. there, now, wait, was, let me Let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. So were these buses sure. specifically hired by the city or whoever to drive to the concert? Yeah. Yes, it was. They weren't, they, uh, they were they weren't regular city buses. Yeah, yeah they were specifically. Uh, it was called Peter Peter Pan Bus Company, and they did the the all that. Tra- it was sort of like Greyhound buses, mm-hmm. and but they took two of them, and um, that I guess I'm I'm thinking that the people who run uh, the ran the um, the venue uh, must mm-hmm. have paid these bu- these two buses to pick us all up, you know, because we went down to the bus station and got on them. And when we arrived there, it was like it was crowded. It was just crowded. And, and the first thing you did is when you went through the gate and showed your ticket, they tore tore part of it off. And um, there was some man filling the, all these Beatle things, you know, like the Beatle book and all that stuff um, mm-hmm. program. And um, I ended up being in a bleacher. Um, mm-hmm. I have. I only took. I only got one picture saved of me from where I was sitting, looking down, and I snuck down at one point um, and uh, got kind of close to the, to where the Beatles were playing on stage, mm-hmm. and um, the cops um, said you have to go back to your seats and all that stuff. And back then we took heed to when a cop told you to move you did so i did never really got to see them really close for a long time but it was a great concert it was uh you know every um there was like several about three or four other artists before um they came on but mm-hmm. um and it was like mid it was like mid um afternoon when we arrived and the Beatles mm-hmm. didn't go on until it was it was already dark. So there was a lot of waiting time. Right. And but and the, were you so so I asked there was a um the the sh- other show that I just taped, the last show I taped, it was a gentleman too, and I asked mm-hmm. him the same question. So, did you scream like the girls or did I you did not. were you calm? No, but I hollered. <laughs> I hollered, but I, I did not scream. <laughs> okay, and then could you hear them? Oh yeah. Because the big thing about yep. Beatles concerts is you couldn't hear. Yeah, you definitely could hear them because you see they were facing this um, this building, and so mm-hmm. it was ba- their, their sound was bouncing off that wall. It was right. you know it was a, a, a racetrack place, you know. So yeah, right. It, it was a racetrack, and it was, you were you were all in the grandstands and. Yes, in the grandstand. Right. So, so, it, was, so it was good. I missed nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and and uh, the weather hot, sticky. The weather was in, um, in August. It was warm. It wasn't hot, but boy, by the time the stu- the, the the Beatles came on, it, there was a chill. Because it was because uh, Suffolk Downs is near wa- the um, the bay. Oh, so, okay. So it so was, was it got a little a breeze chilly, off the but water. it wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't anything really freezing or anything. So, 
no problem. Mm-hmm. Plus, every, you're so excited. You know, who cared about that? <laughs> who cared about the weather? Um, yeah. So, so found out because, uh, you know, this show was just a couple weeks before they announced they were no longer going to tour when they hit San Francisco yeah. several weeks, a couple weeks later. Um, let, how excited were you? you let, let me tell you Go one ahead. thing. Yeah, because since you brought that up. There was, uh, and I ha- I still have it. There was a newspaper that from the the um, uh, from the the local uh, newspaper, and it mm-hmm. said um, it's it, they said Beatles uh, Beatles gonna are gonna um, are gonna stop sh- uh, whatever it was a title. I don't really remember, and my all mm-hmm. my Beatles stuff is packed away. But it was um a, it was a notice that they were going to quit. They weren't going Did, to tour anymore. Oh boy! Yeah, you that must, was, at that was, point you it, must have been you must have been super excited that you had seen them. You had we all the thought it was, we all of us who were sitting around and bought that paper because they were on the front page and all that. The um, all of us thought, oh, this is a joke. This yeah. is just a joke. Yeah. Well, it didn't turn out to be, but. You know. Wow. Yeah, but as I said, you must have been really, really excited. So you did save Beatles stuff. You said you had it packed away. Yeah, I have a lot packed away, but I have one room in my home um, that was it's supposed to be a bedroom, but it's completely stocked with Beatles memorabilia everywhere. Wow. I have everything. Lucky you. You know, I have everything. It's just, it's really. I have a. Uh, we have a home trailer outside the house. Right. And um, that's where I store all the extra. <laughs> so you don't travel in your trailer, you just use it for... Not anymore, not anymore. I used to do it just for going camping, but um, no more. It's, it's, it's still it's stuffed in there with boxes, and, you know, they're, at least they're safe. So that's, that's the good part. True. True. Yeah. Um, so you also, you also said that you uh, ended up, years later, you got the opportunity to meet Paul and Linda? Yes, uh, in nineteen uh, in nineteen seventy three, I flew to England several times that 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 year, and um, when I first got there, I, I immediately went to uh, Apple Records on uh, mm-hmm. Savile Row, and mm-hmm. it was closed except for downstairs. There was a they were still the inside was being um, refurbished for because they were going to sell it. And mm-hmm. um, but downstairs in the basement was the studios, and I went in there, and I met these two two guys sitting there, and they were talking to me, and where'd you come from, and all this stuff, you know. And then they says, uh, I said, oh, who's in those two studios? And one was, oh, I can't remember the name of the group, but the other one was Badfinger, and they oh, were in the really? recording. So, anyways, they gave me a a, a, a little card and or wrote on a piece of paper that said where to go for the new for the new Beatles um thing and it was at 54 St James Avenue in in London and mm-hmm. um it was called uh uh Apple Apple Core and it was on, okay. there was a big sign over there well I just happened to be there and uh and who comes up the road up the sidewalk is Paul and Linda Wow, that was the very first time that I met them, and mm-hmm. um, make a long story short, yeah, we got autographs. They were nice. They went in, did what they did. They on the second floor was 
was all was there was four desks for each beetle, but John mm-hmm. never was there because he was in 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 the United States. But um, the uh, the um, so they they I'm went in, they did their they, yeah they did their thing, thing and, and then they and then they came out and said you know goodbye and all that stuff to all the the fans. There were there was like a dozen fans there standing around, and um, I ended up. In the next trip to England, getting uh, uh, being allowed to be part uh, of a um, of the the Wings Fun Club, I I became a volunteer worker there, and it, and I stayed a worker even from the United States, my my apart my home in mm-hmm. in Massachusetts until mm-hmm. 1976. So so wow, and what and what did you do for them? What was your um, job? I was I basically went through all the mail and would uh pick we would pick out the best things. There was like two other people and you'd pick out the best one that you read from us from the fans. And those mm-hmm. ones you put you put it back in the envelope, and you would stack them and then they would pick them up and bring them into Linda's office cuz at uh, she had an office there. I only saw her inside the office once, but the gal who ran it, um, her, uh, um, I don't want to mention her name, but she ran the, um, the club. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, she was in charge, and she let me go into Linda's office and just look, just for a mm-hmm. minute, and it was mm-hmm. amazing what she had all around there. You know, uh, There What'd was you- a John Lennon uh, uh, L. LP that was turned into, you know, it was just the 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 um, the bottom of, of the record, mm-hmm. um, one of John Lennon's records, and it's just uh, it was an amazing, amazing um, time in my life to have been able to uh, see see Linda come and mm-hmm. talk, and and so on and so on. It was just amazing then. Mm-hmm. And, then, and when uh, did you get when did you get to meet Ringo? Ringo was um, at the at that uh, St James Avenue uh, one. He was one. Of, it was one of the other days on on the one of the other times I was at uh, in London, and he mm-hmm. was walking down the street. It was just me and two girls. The two girls I don't don't know who they were. They were just fans. We were standing on the street, and Ringo was coming down the street with Mark Bolin, and I got this beautiful shot of the both of them. They posed for me. Wow. And I've always wanted to send that picture to Ringo, but I don't know how to do it, uh, because he loved uh, Mark Bolin. He, was, uh, he had just finished making a movie for him. Oh, wow. I'm sure, I'm sure you know, somebody... Yeah, I'm sure somebody will somebody will hear this this broadcast and probably come up with an address for you to send a copy of that picture to him. Even now, yeah, especially now, yeah. this yeah. many years later, he'd now. probably you know probably really yeah. enjoy that. So, is there I any any so. other? Yeah, is there anything? So, so we covered your your seeing the Beatles and your meeting Paul mm-hmm. and Ringo. Is there yep. any and other then in exciting? New York, the exciting most. I think this is more exciting in New York City um, mm-hmm. at the Americana Hotel in 1974. Rather, mm-hmm. they held the uh, Grammy Awards there, right. and um, I snuck in. 
and I got in and wow. I went up the I went up in the service elevator and came came to the floor and then I sat at this back table that no one was at just for a few minutes to get my breath and go on oh, okay I'm going to blend in now and I did mm-hmm. I walked over to this table where they had the 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 ad the which ta- who's at what table place and so mm-hmm. they said oh yes Mr. Lennon is over there on on table nine or whatever it was and um so I walked over and I met him and he was with Yoko she was very pregnant and I um, and I asked him if he would sign something for me, and he did. And then um, while he while he said, I said, while I was telling him, um, uh, while he was signing for me, I looked over at Yoko and I said, "Hello, Yoko, how are you doing?" And she said, "I'm good," you know. And John looked up at me with this face, like, "How nice of you to come, to say that to her." You know, it was like a really nice yeah. face. So I said, can yeah. I take a picture of you? And he said, most definitely. So he took one picture, and the flash bulb went off. And this lady who was at the table, she said, no flash cubes. And John Lennon, uh, John Lennon said, do you want another one? That's just how he said it. <laughs> That's exactly how he said it. And I, so I leaned down, and I got a close-up face. You know, I went down on, yeah. my, on, on a knee and got a nice close-up face. Oh, and what then, wonderful uh, pictures you must have. Oh, Ringo I've got a and great collection. Paul? Yep. Oh, oh, I would love to see them. You're going to have to pull out your collection. Oh, and, I would and, like. I and, would love to do that. I I don't mind sharing, but I am right now I'm in a situation where I might be um working with these guys from Germany that are doing they do these books on on mm-hmm. Apple. And mm-hmm. so far they've done two, and they told me that if um, uh, they could use me on the last episode of their of their last book, and uh, could I restrain um, printing anything so that it's, it'll be fresh for them? And I said oh, yes, yeah. I would do. Oh, and be sure to get you. You don't you don't just give those pictures away. You make sure you get a nice little nice yeah, little. What Linda McCartney told me to do, she says, um, if you're going to share pictures, use your black and white first, because if they want if they want it in color, then they have to pay you. Ah, that's a good idea. That's what she said. <laughs> she knows. If anybody knows, it would be Linda. You know who would yeah, know about how to gonna, how to get gonna... your pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She was anybody... a wonderful gal. Oh, I hear she was. She was, I hear she was, and from what I've seen of her interacting with fans, she's always so kind and was so nice. Um, I'm sorry, you know, she's gone, and and we don't. Well, get I to hope we have enough. I hope we have enough time to, for me to tell you the the meeting. The once I met George in in England, and it was at that Apple uh, Apple Four on Fifty Four St James. Um, oh, really? George came out. I was outside, and George uh, came out. And it was just me and I don't know, no more than four girls. Other mm-hmm. four girls were, were there, and so mm-hmm. when he came out, I asked for if he'd signed an autograph, and he said um, certainly. So he he took the thing that I had to have him sign, and as he signed it, I just happened to be I just said to him, I really love um, your new album, and um, I, it's, I I hope that you'll have um, don't let me wait too long I hope you would let me I mean I hope you would get it um, that is the next single 
and mm-hmm. um, he looked at me with a with a with really nice face, but he looked at me, and then he started um, he started writing the the address the the um, uh, the, the the he started writing uh, the uh, re- for the girls their cards, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, while he's signing for them, he called um, his uh, attendant um, or his his friend Assistant? friend over, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and said whispered in his ear, and I heard him say a little bit, but I couldn't figure out what he was saying. So mm-hmm. when when uh, George finished with the other three girls, he goes, "Well, I got to go," and he jumped in his car because it was right there, and mm-hmm. uh, th- th- that guy came over and got me. He says, "George, um, George wanted me to get you something." So I said, "Okay," and we walked over to the side of the building, and he opened up his trunk of the car, and um, or as they call it, the boot, and um, mm-hmm. he opened up a box, and it was Capitol Records box. But he gave me a shirt for the um, he gave me the shirt of the new for the new album that was um, out, and um, oh wow and, yeah it, it was a t- a black it was a black t-shirt uh, for um, living in the material world I still have it to this day oh. and uh, oh there was something Amazing. else too oh George handed me before he went before he left he handed mm-hmm. me uh, an ohm patch. You know what ohm is? Oh my it's God! A, really? Yeah. Yeah. He gave me an ohm patch, so I sewed it on my jacket, and I had it on that for years. And then, um, uh, once I moved out to California, I lost a lot of stuff. But I did have a lot of stuff. But I, uh, I did lose a lot leaving it at home back in the east. So, anyways, that's that's um, my um, fun. Amazing. That's, uh, yeah. That's, amazing stories. Just amazing, Harold. I'm I'm in awe and I'm jealous and envious and unfortunately there's nobody now that I can go chase and get autographs and everything and be as impressive as what you've done and who you've met, you know, with the Beatles and everything. It, there's just never going to be anybody to compare to them. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, but I'm sorry you didn't miss, you missed it. But <laughs> yeah. It was, it well, born too uh, late, a, you know, it was, uh, uh, these were events. Uh, I, I just can never get rid of. They're just, they're embedded in me, you know, yeah. and I think and and my, mother passed, my mother passed away in 2009, but I always think of her and I, and, and bless her that she turned me on to them because I didn't know, I didn't know that up until the first show on TV in the U S. How, how did so, she feel about all your, how did she feel about all your stories and all you meeting them along the way? I mean, was oh, she really, she was, uh, she was uh, always my mother was always really good to me uh, about all of that um uh, i was working for the us um government for a while um mm-hmm. painting ma- painting uh, uh fire trucks you uh, know, really um, <laughs> okay yeah and uh it just uh, doing that and that job was so uh was so uh, I got paid so well that they they would close down for uh, a while until they needed more, and and during that time that's how I kept going to England because I was oh. using the pay the money uh, to go and otherwise how would I have made it you know but uh, wonderful <laughs> life I ended up, wonderful life it was 
then I ended up working as a head houseman in a in a fancy hotel in Springfield, and I met lots of rock stars that came through that, that were playing in town, but they'd stay in our hotel and mm-hmm. they'd give us free tickets. And but there was nothing that all of that was nothing compared to my 1970 uh, visits to uh, England. It was absolutely remarkable. It's actually making me get the chills. Think just talking yeah. and thinking about all that, and there's lots well, more to tell. But I know we can't go through all that. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll have you back sometime to uh, to tell us some more since your stories are so well, amazing. That would be dandy. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. Well, for now we're going to call call it a day and. Thank you, Harold, for for uh, coming and telling us your stories. I love the stories. And everybody, come back next week for another episode of I Saw the Beatles. Bye-bye. And thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.